Hey my ghouls and goblins, this is your host with the most, Eric. Before this week's episode, just a little heads up. We were supposed to watch Stay Tuned and uh, Bang Bang Baby, but due to some weird file deletions, uh, not even file deletions, just weird uh, recovery issues on my hard drive, we lost the episode, it's gone to the ether. So... We, uh, we're skipping, we, we already recorded a bunch of, uh, EPs, episodes, as you call them, and we recorded a couple in, in front of that one, so this one, it isn't as good as last week's, but it's, uh, pretty good movies. We watched, uh, Run This Town, and Colton attempted to watch a movie that I won't spoil for you in the episode, so... Give it a listen, give it a gander, sorry for the mistake, it probably will happen again, but we're just human over here at Too Big to Bail. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the sultry sounds of the great Lenny Jeans. Take it away, Lenny! Poppity pop pop pop. That's the sound of the popcorn hitting your mouth. This is too big to bail. Episode six. We love popcorn. We lo- we uh, we are fully endorsed by the pop big popcorn. And I'm with my favorite Colonel of the week, Colton Bazinas. Colonel Colton in the house. Eric, what's your favorite kind of popcorn? Just regular. Oh, uh, I you know me. I just love it with some nice melty butter on top and some maybe some salt. Where do you stand on caramel corn? It's very good, but it also it's like if you eat too much, you get too sick. Mm, well, that's you know true with anything, really. I think. I guess I eat a lot of caramel corn if I have it. Mm. All right, well, cool. <laughs> we love popcorn. Mysteries answered. I do love popcorn. Colton, last week we told the people we were going to watch "Run This Town" and "The Christmas Lodge," and uh, one of us couldn't make it through their movie. And uh, that's not me. It was me. I I, I broke you. I couldn't. I broke you two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I've been I've been broken. Broken by the spooky, huh? Huh? Well, don't I know you, huh? Broken by the best. All right. right. Well, well, I gotta admit, your movie almost broke me, but I uh, I sat through it. Very close. Yeah. You're you're very on the nose for what what definitely (laughs) gets under my skin. Uh, I was so close. Yeah, so I guess we'll start with uh, "Run This Town." It is a 2019 drama film written and directed by Ricky Tolman. I've never heard of Ricky Tolman. I'm gonna pull up his IMDb. I've Man, never, uh... he has made uh, he made that Lawless movie. No, he was like, oh. he, no, no, he was not. He did not make that. I'm sorry. He was. Uh, he is credited as a miscellaneous crew member. Okay, so he's been around movies. Yes, he's been around movies. He that's I think that that's the only big one. He did the uh, he was a crew member on the words, the words, and uh, up. bird up, and he also produced this movie and wrote it. Well, so yeah. uh, what is what is it, this? It stars Ben Platt as you. Uh, he is. He's an American. He's a, he's been in a he's a, he was in the Book of Mormon on Broadway. He's in oh. a, he's in a lot of stuff. 
He's done. He's done his. Fair yeah, he, he seemed like kind of a Broadway type guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Let me see. He was. He was the the reporter. He was a. He plays. I'm sorry. I'm just reading this. Uh, he plays Bram Sh- Shriver. Bram Shriver's Dracula. So let me. The premise: This film is a. It, Details a turbulent film final year of Rob Ford's tenure as the mayor of Toronto. So this movie is about the uh, Rob Ford scandal of him smoking crack. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is. It is based on a true story. Uh, and what made you uh, choose this film? I, I I saw a lot of uh, production stills from when before this movie came out of of. Uh, who who plays Rob Ford? Damien. Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis. Uh, in the Rob Ford, uh, costume and makeup, and it it was horrendous to look at. It was uh unpleasant to the eyes and, and mind, and uh, and then I saw a trailer for it in which he was very much treated like the shark from Jaws. They would not show him. But it was very, uh, it was such a very serious, very serious tone to it that I thought, well, this can't possibly work with what I've seen him look like, uh, and so I thought, I, I thought that, uh, that you would hate it. And right, you were. I did not like it, but uh, it also stars Aladdin, Mina Masoud, Masoud. He he's in this yeah. movie, and uh, this he did this before. Uh, uh, obviously, before I'm Aladdin, but man, it, I hate this. So once you break down, I, like, I, I gotta break it down. So it starts. Uh, you follow your the main character. It, it, the movie. There are two stories. There's two. There's true running stories, but it all has to do with Rob Ford smoking crack, um, and and uh, sexually assaulting his coworkers. Oh, his, his coworkers. His, emplo- yeah, his yeah. employees. Which should have been the bigger scandal. It should have been the main scandal, but apparently not. Um, I guess smoking crack is worse than sexually harassing people. Um, so makes for makes for a more interesting headline, I guess. So Bram Shriver is he's just graduated college and he's a he's a he's a journalism major, and funny enough, he can't find work as a journalist these days. So he goes to this BuzzFeed esque uh, um, company where he's tasked to make lists. And for a whole year, he uh, he makes these lists. But while this is happening, it shows it shows the other main character. I would say is uh, Aladdin Mina Masood, and he is an assistant to Rob Ford. He is like his right hand man, like pretty much running everything, making sure he, he shows. Yeah, up, he is shows up on time, the right hand man doing the mayor's job, and the mayor is just like slacking. Yeah. Uh. The whole year passes, and then he gets uh, fucking Bram Shriver is in the office, and he gets his phone. He this phone call on this reporter's desk is ringing. He picks it up, and when he picks it up, it's a uh, it's somebody close, someone who has a video the of driver. the mayor. Yeah, someone who has a video of Rob Ford smoking crack. And while this this whole movie, it, so let me, so this, this I'll give you the basic of the first couple. I would say first twenty minutes. But it's shot. It's shot like a, a fucking um, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin esque dialogue, 
like fast talky and then it has some david fincher as house of cards editing and music to where it's like this patriotic horns like with some reverb and it's like really echoey it's like it's it's like it feels like it's it's feeling itself in some it's sort of way trying to be like house of cards yeah sure. it's sucking its own it's so bad it's, so yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's done it, badly the, it's done very i think badly. it's fair to say that the movie is up its own ass a little bit um um, I haven't. I, I don't have any Saving Silvermans yet, but I'm okay, sure. So if, I'm he, sure if we keep going, I'll find some. So basically, this list maker steals a story from yes. a recently fired reporter. He he steal. He not only does he steal the story, he has such arrogance about stealing. He's like, well, no one's here, so I'm gonna take it. And also, Bram Schreiber is a rich kid, rich Jewish kid. Right. His, from his the mom suburbs. got him the job. His mom's. He has his mom knows somebody. His mom knows somebody who knows somebody who got him the job, and. This kind of entire like, and also while you're while you're hearing this, you also hear people like are talking about Rob Ford, how his dad got him the job, or his dad is rich sure. and whatever, whatever. And uh, and in contrast, I think um, Aladdin's character is someone who really like pulled himself up from his bootstraps and yeah, genuinely parent, worked hard yeah. to get to where he is. I guess my saving sermon, his performance wasn't terrible. It's just the dialogue is just really. Uh, it doesn't say anything. It, it it's talking fast, like we're gonna do this. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, it's, it's not real. Yeah. No one, no one yeah. behaves like that. And oh God, I, so during this whole time, you don't see Rob Ford. He is he. I, do you think he was cut from this he's, early on? He's referred. No, I think he's. I think he was always meant to be like referred to until like he's mm-hmm. a problem. Okay. So the whole year passes. He picks up the call. He meets the guy. The guy tells him, "I have a video of the mayor smoking crack." And he's like, what? And he, so fucking Bram Shriver writes it down, whatever. He takes it to his uh, editor. And the editor guy's like, oh, fuck, why'd you do this? Like, this is not your, we didn't hire you're you for not this. The, you're not the one. Yeah, you're not the one you're supposed to do this stuff. And he's like, but whatever. I guess I got, I got to take you to the head editor. And Basically, the only reason Bram Shriver wasn't fired at this point is he wasn't important enough. He, do, he wasn't, like, getting paid enough to make a difference to be fired. Yeah. And he was he was still doing his other job, which was making lists at the time. So they really couldn't fire him, but they could have fired him, I guess. Uh, so he takes it to the to the lady. He t- they, she's kind of interested, so he's like, "Go back and tell him we need more information, or we need more info on that before we do anything." Well, she said we have to see the video before yeah. we like buy the video. Yeah. So he goes and he sets up a meeting with the guy, and he watches the video. Eventually, he watches the video. And, but it takes a while. well it takes a long time to get there because the guy doesn't get back to him because he's also trying to sell the video to back to Robert Ford's campaign uh, his his people he's yeah. trying to get the most money out of it and then this is when Rob Ford's introduced he's meeting he he's famous for like if you call him on on if you call his office's phone you tell him the problem and you leave her address he'll come show up and meet like he'll show up to your house and he'll and he'll just talk to you for like five minutes and then he'll he'll leave and then they'll get to the problem whatever it was it, they put on the list which is like this huge list right. of probably take like months a, to get to he does like a door to door campaign of like yeah. letting you know that he is fixing your problem that's how he got that's how he pretty much became mayor's because he would he would do st- stuff like that. So, also Rob. So they introduced Damian Lewis, and I will say that that costume and his performance are saving Silverman's. I'll give it. I'll give it to one, but his his performance is over the top. I mean, he. I didn't know it was Damian Lewis until like well into the movie. I didn't even bother looking. I didn't like. 
I couldn't tell who it was underneath. He looks underneath like, he the looks like an evil Chris Farley. Evil Chris Farley, a really good Canadian accent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the, the costume, like they, I wonder how much money they spent on that fucking suit, man. But like, basically, he's only interested in like kind of getting drunk and coaching, uh, coaching, coaching youth his football, youth football team, coaching youth football. It's fucking crack and eating pizza. As far as that's 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 what we know. Yeah. And being abusive to his staff. Yeah. He's uh he's both sexist and racist. He calls um uh Mina Musod Musad's character his character in the show in the movie is called his name is Kamal, but he but Rob Ford calls him Camel because he's Middle Eastern. Yeah, he's an immigrant. Which is that's uh, that's really bad. Something that he that uh that uh Kamal actually he says when when people ask him why he works for the campaign, he says that he thought that he could maybe change it from the inside, uh, which is not the case. Nah, not the case at all. Um, and then like throughout the whole movie, you just see like he is constantly covering up like yeah. Rob Ford's fuck ups. Uh, every like every like like it's a, it becomes a game at some point with him and the other staff members. Like, oh, Rob fucked up again. <laughs> Say this, and like hey, it always works. And, yeah, and, and and it is funny until like there's the scene where like the monster Rob Ford comes in and like basically, uh, he brings like hookers into like the campaign headquarters and is drunk and like not the campaign headquarters like the mayor's office. Oh, the mayor's office, yeah, and then, like he's like berating his staff and then like making everyone uncomfortable and then he like grabs like a female employee's ass. Yeah, but then then and then he's like, I will fuck your pussy. And then he says his iconic line. I just want the pizza, the kids, the pizza and the kids. Just give me pizza and the kids, pizza and the kids. He says that. That's, that's at the end. <laughs> that's when he's been like exposed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that whole, uh, he, like he first, like he like, remember when he hugs that dude really long? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, he like, he's like trying to like physically <laughs> like intimidate this guy. Yeah. So he just like hugs, like bear hugs him and won't let him go. Yeah, and like uh, uh, um, Kamal has to like completely get between them, but he yeah. doesn't do anything about like the assault that happens. No, but I will say Rob's Ford performance was really. I meant Rob Ford. <laughs> Damian Lewis's performance was very good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't. Uh, this movie's it's this movie's dog something. shit. It couldn't save the movie, to, but this movie is uh, definitely better because of it. Right. Well, the whole thing is, so he, the reporter that is the main character of this, he gets all this information and yes. constantly gets scooped. He doesn't yes. at any point break Never a story. Never breaks a story, yep. So after that scene with the whole uh, assault and stuff, he gets a, he meets, he meets the girl who was assaulted. And then after he meets her, he brings it to his, uh, to his editor. And then like when they're talking, he like p Googles it. And then is like, look at this. And it's like some other newspaper reported it first. Yeah. Already, <laughs> like it's already done. Like this is like not, and this is the problem with the movie. I guess the whole movie is this is Bram Shriver as a character does not need to exist. They could. Like, it could have been the other people him? who are actually reporting it, like the person yeah. who actually reported it. <laughs> so, I guess uh, the only reason he's important to this this particular story is I think he is someone who got 
to the police and like got the police involved in an investigation. And then it shows it also shows Bram's like the whole movie they show like his uh, life at home. He lives with his parents and he's always like he's always like very uh, dismissive like yeah whatever I don't, oh god he's like always mad about something never uh, he's like he's got a huge chip on his shoulder huge, for, no reason. for no reason yeah it's like kind of he's annoying it's very like annoying an insanely privileged life yeah and he's, he's like, like I, I know and I know I'm privileged and like he's like he's like he's, it's so weird it's like he's he self aware like, monologue yeah. at, at the, at, at they like show his like job interview where he's just like this weird monologue about millennials and like it's that's a bunch of fucking oh my nonsense. god that whole uh, that whole ending monologue is so shitty it <sighs> hold on I, I, okay so do you remember so so like during like during this whole time in the movie he is just constantly complaining about his job what he's doing living at home with his parents constantly complaining and then right. and then like do you remember the scene where he goes to Rob's Ford's house yeah he drives to stock like his, waiting out. he's waiting in like his dad's mercedes benz <laughs> with his like yeah. other rich friend and they get like a cop shows up and, they get arrested. Yeah, they get arrested for uh, stalking. I'm not sure what the. I'm not sure why they got arrested. They were just sitting on the street, but I guess. Well, they're uh, waiting outside his house. Yeah, but they're just sitting in this fucking like with the headlights on, like in a Mercedes. Like, damn, fucking, I gotta get this. This is my last chance. I don't know. I can't recoup from this. <laughs> I'm like, he's like having massive, massive, massive panic attack about the whole thing. And then this is when his like boss said, like, we can't, like, even if we wanted to fire you, like. We don't. We can't. <laughs> like, we, yeah, you you wouldn't like make any difference in the budget. We just in your your art of your lists like yeah. bring in enough clicks that it's like we can't fire you. But you're not worth anything. Yeah. So then, like then now he's now and now we're at the point of the movie where he's get he's given the go ahead to go buy. He has to he has to go buy. The, the, by the video that the, he has seen he is the only one there has seen the, the crack seen video yes and we and, and like during this whole time we think me colton's like they gotta show the crack video they gotta show the crack video they never they show the crack never video. do they show they don't even show the audio from the crack video they just show him watching it on a phone from behind the phone yeah, and it's just he's just like, oh, like his eyes light up, and it like yeah, and, the, and we watched it afterwards. It's, it's not like, it's not like anything. He's just like smoke. It's like he's literally getting high and talking. Like I've seen that. Like it honestly seemed very normal. <laughs> like it, it could have been weed, and I couldn't really tell the difference the way he was talking. I was like, yeah, man, I just love. It. Like he was just talking about how he loves coaching youth football. <laughs> yeah. And he's, I think he kind of like slips some racism. Yeah, stuff yeah, he does. Too, yeah, but. for sure. Uh, he's like, but I like, you know, he does the all lives matter bullshit. Um, yeah. So then he gives the he goes to get the video. He buys the video. It's this whole like really high tense situation. It's like deep throat yeah, kind of like, exchange information in in like a underground parking area. Yeah, he gets the video. He gets he gives the guy the money. I'm not sure how much they paid for it. I would say it's like it was ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand dollars. He gets he gets the fucking USB. He puts it in the computer and it's empty. <laughs> And like, yeah. Why would he bring like a laptop to check it? You're paying ten thousand dollars for it. You would want to know if you could like. Well, actually... a, there is there is a file on it, but it's not a video. File, yeah. So he, it's like nothing. It's nothing. And then the the, the, the worst the best part is honestly the most funny part of the funniest part is like some other news site 
breaks the video and like posts the article right as when they lost like once uh, once like they he he handed the money and shit like he gets like he get like literally hours after that like they break the story they break like this other fucking news company breaks the story and you're just like what the fuck like why were we watching them as i understand it um uh kamal bought the video back and then his his um the 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 woman who had been assaulted stole it and leaked it. Wow, that's hilarious. And so yeah, so basically the uh, the reporter's presence in this movie is a big wet fart of nothing. It's he's so annoying and like we like like as we said in the uh, earlier on, like he has this gross gross monologue about being like. He's like I, millennial I'm a, worker. I'm a hard. I'm like I know I come from privilege and uh, I've been handed everything, but I, I work hard and I, I think I'm I deserve not, this. I'm not supposed to. I'm not. I know I'm never going to have a house. I'm never going to work hard enough to get all this stuff, but I want it. Yeah. It's like, uh, ugh, yuck. Yeah. Yuck. I will say my other saving Silverman is I like the uh, end credits. They're so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It's just. It's oh my! It's like a it's like a big big orange text with some white text which read out the names of the people working on it. But it's so it's so horrible. You can't. Tell yeah, it. it's pretty visually visually unpleasant to look at. Visually insane. I've never much seen like the anything. Rob Ford costume. <laughs> I've never seen it. Look like someone on crack thought of this idea. Like yeah, like, it's so horrible. It is terrible, 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 so terrible. When the, when the I, crack I video it. leaks, uh, Rob Ford gets uh, Kamal into the office and is like, we can fix this. I, I, I want get, get the kids in here. Get the kids. I want to, I want to explain to them what happened. He like is only concerned about like losing his coaching position. They can't fail me, right? They can't, but you're the mayor. He like, wants to have so like a, a pizza party with his fucking football team. Get the pizza, get the soda. Ladies, we got a party. We got a part. We have to have a rager right now. Get the crack. So, I need the crack in the pizza. The end of the movie is it, it's like the two of them going in for the same job interview. Yeah. Oh, Kamal and uh, Bram. Yeah. And but we also get see like Bram's original interview that got him the job at the paper along with his mom's recommendation. Uh, and it's just uh, it's just super not satisfying. I would no. say from my end, I don't have to be positive about this. No. So no. I can't even say they like they attempted. They tried. There was some. They there tried. was definitely effort put forth. Yeah, they tried. They tried definitely with that. Outfit. And I think. With that outfit. Yeah, yeah, and it's they they clearly had a vision in mind. Uh, I just don't think there was enough uh, in the real story to make it. I don't know one of these like the post or something like that. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it. I can't. That's all I got. I got the Kamal's performance by uh, Mina Masad and uh, Damian Lewis's performance in that costume. And I'll say the end credits. Okay, my three takeaways. So I uh, was tasked with the uh, unenviable opportunity to view the Hallmark. Oh, no, it's not even a Hallmark. It's uh, it's like it, a it's, Canadian. It's Hallmark esque. Uh, it's a Hallmark esque movie, movie called Christmas Lodge. It's made by a super Christian company called uh, Thomas Kincaid, uh, which is a 
famous. World famous. Which is like a Christian company that makes family faith fun movies. Yeah. Uh, and so, what was your thought process in picking this? I was watching a podcast, and this comedian, his name is Johnny Pemberton. Uh, he was talking about it like, you gotta watch the Christmas Lodge. I get people all the every Christmas. I get a bunch of people who haven't seen it together, and we watch it together. And I was like, oh, you know what? It sounds fun. I'll put it on the list. When you say it like that, it makes it sound like there's going to be a big twist in it. And maybe we just didn't get to I it. I don't know, I, man. I don't know the, what that twist was. This, this is a G-rated family <laughs> uh, comedy drama. Uh, it's an hour and 26 minutes long. Uh, I, I did not reach the hour mark before I had to pull the plug. Um, basically, here, let me give you the IMDb summary here. <laughs> During a weekend trip to the mountains, Mary finds herself at the now rundown lodge where she spent the holidays with her family growing up. Uh, she becomes determined to restore, restore the building to its former glory. Well, really skips over some of the headlines there. Uh, there is a love story between her and the current owner of the lodge who was a child when she was there. Uh, then there's some weird stuff with her grandpa. Um, and... There's some faith-based uh, <laughs> revelations. Uh, but all in all, it was just a real snooze for me. Uh, I don't have to be positive about this particular one because I did not make it through it. Um, and so I pulled the plug at just short of the hour mark uh, because it was it was bad. I didn't like it. It was bad. And, and if you were any had any part in making it, I'm sorry, but no thank you. Uh, this, this movie does have a 6.3 out of 10 star rating on IMDb, which is insane, um, to me. I, I don't, I don't know what the, the, uh, appeal of this is. It's the, it's insanely white movie about a family just feeling a little bit less comfortable than they used to. And, uh, just couldn't care less, just couldn't be less invested in what is up with these people. I agree. Uh, all right. And so instead, I uh, and you had to watch the pilot episode of uh, Melissa and Joey. Uh, we spun the wheel, and that's what I got. So Melissa and Joey is uh, a very cleverly named sitcom about uh, Melissa Joan Hart and Joey Lawrence being in a sitcom together. Uh, it is here. I'll, uh, I have a pretty detailed synopsis of the pilot. Thanks to fandom.com. Uh, interestingly enough, this show ran for six years. This is very popular. It's a very popular show. Um, I get what it. What did Joy Lawrence it's, do? It's, he was another famous sitcom. What was his, what was his thing? Um, he was, uh, Joey Lawrence, he was from, uh, of course, he was in, uh, Blossom. Um, he was in Blossom, yeah, he was in Blossom. He also, uh, voiced Oliver in Oliver and Company. Wow. So, Joey Lawrence, everybody. All right, so, here is the summary of the pilot. Mel, Melissa, Joan Hart. And Rhonda, oh man, this is so detailed. 
It's like uh, it's a beat for beat breakdown. All right, well, Mel and Rhonda are watching the council news story about garbage picks up pickup reductions. Joe Longo, Joey Lawrence, uh, at the news conference comes on and complains about Mel's brother-in-law. Uh, apparently, he has been defund defrauded by him. Uh, Lennox comes in. <laughs> And Lennox is, I, I believe, the niece of Melissa Joan Hart, and uh, asks, why are crazy white people throwing garbage at the door? So basically, uh, there is some kind of garbage strike going on. Melissa Joan Hart is, I believe, a councilwoman, city councilwoman. Mm-hmm. And so throughout the pilot she's dealing with a a feud with the uh, garbage disposal services which is one of my saving silvermans is it it is is a funny bit that like they they will continually do scenes on their front door and more and more garbage is just piling up on there and they're not doing anything about it they're yeah. not like there's they're barely acknowledging it but uh and i thought oh that's that's neat um and so basically, uh, Melissa Joan Hart is has taken in her two uh, her niece and her nephew because her brother in law and her sister have absconded. Uh, they are fleeing the law. They have defrauded their company and are uh, on the run, which is not a good look for Melissa uh, because she's living that single life. And uh, she does. She's never had to be a parent figure, uh, and it's all about her kind of coming into realization of what that's going to be like for her, uh, and that she doesn't like that. And so she decides to hire Joe Longo, Joey Lawrence, as a uh, as a nanny because he is currently out of work and needs any kind of help he can get because he was one of the main people who lost everything in the uh, company from the brother in law. Uh, and so, uh, basically, they have to deal with, like, a small-time problem that, that, uh, Lennox is dealing with at school. She, I guess, uh, cussed out a teacher. Um, and so... What'd she call her? She called her, like, an ass? Uh, I think she called her a... Uh, I think she called her the C word <gasps> because her name is Mrs. Lunt. Ah, uh, more like Miss Cunt. Am I right? Whoa. <laughs> um, and it's so like you get funky on this podcast, you know. Oh man, you're getting in it. So, uh, <sighs> so. Uh, Melissa does a poor job handling that situation, but luckily Joey Lawrence is here to help a little bit. He knows a little bit more about dealing with kids and such, and so he uh, does that, and then uh, he pay he pays Lennox to be a better student. Problem solved. Um, so the my other savings. Uh, he also has a brief moment of connection with the. Uh, nephew who is pretty bummed that his dad is not around, so he 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 cheers him up by shooting hoops with him. Uh, the son the 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 nephew is named Ryder. Ryder. Uh, Ryder. So my other saving silverman is uh Melissa Joan Hart. It's always fun to see her doing her thing. Uh, glad glad she got this. 
Uh, and then the other one is Melissa's assistant, Rhonda, uh, who is fun and they have a fun kind of back and forth relationship. They have a fun energy. Uh, she does leave the show three episodes later, according to what I was reading. Uh, so good that she got in fast and she, she burned bright and, and fast. So, uh, RIP Rhonda from this show. Um, and uh it's a it's a it's it's the everyone is very good looking uh everyone seems to be having a wonderful time um i don't i wasn't terribly invested in in many of the characters uh melissa joan hart is trying to get a date and she can't because uh she's a councilwoman she's busy she's, she's a busy working lady uh, and now she's got two kids on top of it. Jeez, Louise, Pop, jeez. Uh, I I hope it works out for the rest of the season. Uh, because I'm moving on. It was bad. I uh, it was it wasn't the worst it sitcom worst. I've seen. Yeah, it wasn't the worst. But I just you know I'm so worn on sitcom stuff. Me too. Well, I've just been. I'll have you know, Colton. This is uh we are at the, the time where we, we spin the wheel. We're gonna do it a little differently right. this week. So you have you still have uh you, you now have a skip from this week because yes. I I gave you a point. Yes. You used your you immediately used your last skip. Uh, yes. On a, I forgot what movie it was, but I did use it. Yeah. Alright. Uh, but this gotta, week but this week we're rolling the wheel twice. Twice because we're now going to know the TV shows we have to watch before we uh, before we watch our movies. So now okay. we know the stakes of what we're... Uh, if we skip, uh, say we watch uh, the MVP and Colton, we, he gets that, he spins a wheel, then he on the uh, then he spins a TV wheel and he gets anger so management. Know, and he's like, I'll oh, I'd rather watch my, MVP than anger management. I'll know what my punishment is. Like, yeah. should I... Should I decide to leave? Should I decide right. to go? <laughs> Should I decide to go? Um. All right. Let me pull up my wheel. All right. Oh, lucky you. We're gonna watch Joe's apartment. What is that? It is a movie about a loser. Uh, I believe told from the point of view of the cockroaches <laughs> living in his apartment. <laughs> It has long been. <laughs> this looks awesome. On my, on my awful, <laughs> looking, awful looking movie. Sherry O'Connell, baby. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. You ready to? You ready to hear yours, buddy? There's a lot of stinkies do, on this one, dude. Okay. So wait, what's the punishment? Do I oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll spin the punishment wheel for you. All right. Yeah. So you're going to get through Joe's apartment or you will be watching. Listen up the Jason Alexander pilot. All right. So you will have to either get through Joe's apartment or watch. Listen up with Jason Alexander. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. What is my horrible task for the week? I am spinning the wheel. It is spinning. It is going. It is spinning. I clicked a couple times. <gasps> Soul oh. Brother. Oh. Okay. Okay. Is this one of the racist ones you put on there? This is a this is a blackface movie, yep. 
well, okay, let's see what my punishment's going to be. <laughs> you will be watching Richie Rich on Netflix. There's a Richie Rich TV show? A sitcom on Netflix. Hmm. Well, already I can feel myself leaning towards that. <laughs> 2005 all right right. well uh i will uh almost almost absolutely not be getting through soul brother um eric eric is probably going to make it through joe's apartment because he's a he's a garbage monster i love you know i love povs of uh of being small all right so uh Tune in to that next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate us five stars. Rate the five stars. Like, subscribe. Tell your mother. And, uh, and don't forget to poop your pants. Mm-hmm.